Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends and Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the most anticipated movies that we have for the rest of 2019. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again, joined by Josh Straley. I wouldn't be anywhere else, everybody. And, back again, because it's another list episode, as we talked about on the Monday episode, it's Colton Leakty. So happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about the fall movies coming out. That almost sounded a little insincere. I'm not <laughs> sure I buy it. Listeners at home can I tell. I am very happy to be here. He did as a wink. I stare you down. You did a wink thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, yeah. This is getting a little weird, guys. Why the air quotes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm listen. Not. I know it's an audio format, and sarcasm is hard to tell. But sarcasm, you know where, you know where things are never misconstrued? The internet and on Twitter. True. We tweet on Twitter, um, but usually hard news. The sarcastic stuff is for me and your mentions. Now, <laughs> if you're looking to follow up on all the news and all the movies and other questions that we're covering and looking at, you can follow us on Twitter at Friends and Film, A-N-D Film. And if you're looking for other big questions, just like last week's we talked about... Uh, what did we talk about last week? I don't even remember. The viability of experimental oh, movies and films that's right. and interactivity in the theater. Which was a good episode, if I, I must say that myself. Episode. I've listened to it like a time and a half, Oh, weirdly. I don't do like that. Like on time and a half speed, or you listen to it one and a half times? One and a half times. Oh, okay. Just about. Anyway. Did that have to do with the director of uh, Crawls? Yeah, coming out? Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. You didn't listen. I did not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not really invested unless it's a list. Oh, <laughs> we, we need these listens, okay? <laughs> anyway, you can get us these listens on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. That's right. And, again, this is a list of the most anticipated movies for the rest of 2019. We each, the three of us, made a top 15 list individually. The numbers were brought to me. I compiled a top 15 consensus list here for Friends and Film. And we're going to start off with our 15 through 11 movies. At number 15, The Lighthouse. At number 14, Antlers. At number 13, 1917. At number 12, The Irishman. And at number 11, Marriage Story. Josh, what of those stand out to you, even though I know there's a lot? <laughs> <laughs> my entire top five got thrown to the wind that's not true that's not true that's not true the lighthouse antlers marriage story those are all top 10 i want to hear about those because i've never heard about them all before. top 10 all right well okay let me just start with a marriage story um scott no not scott no that Cooper. is uh i blanking on his name as well it's uh no it's, uh, noah bombach Yes, yes, Noah Malbec. Marriage Story is directed by Noah Baumbach, stars Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, and a couple other really good what? people whose names I don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't and, even heard of this. And it, the best part is, Adam Driver is being his weird, wonderful self, but as a dad, married to Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And they have a son, and it's them sort of warmly recounting, released in dueling trailers, warmly recounting what they love about the other person. Before the trailer collides into an ending where you get to these points of uh, conflict and tension and things are really turning not dark but sad and I love it like I love the trailer so much I didn't know the cast was this bolstered I just knew Adam Driver family drama okay this just changes all of it. It was number four on my list for most anticipated, and yeah. it sucks to see it all the way down. No, I, I think I know why it's it's not up there for Colton. Because he didn't even know about this movie. Well, yeah. that, but <laughs> it's also a Netflix movie, which oh. Colin does not That's consider. probably how I didn't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> even Folks, though... if that didn't translate, he was very, yeah. very sarcastic. Even though I must say, Colin Dud did have The Irishman, another Netflix movie, at his number seven. So is, it, is it a pure Netflix movie, though? Seems it's like funded by standard. Netflix. It's going to Netflix. Yeah, okay. Well, it's going to Netflix, but Roma did too. Yeah, that wasn't. It was a Netflix movie, quote unquote, a Netflix movie eh, though. I'm pretty sure it was. Martin Scorsese, though. I mean, I heard about <laughs> it. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. All right, um, let me real quickly though. The Antlers is a horror film coming out. Um, it was directed by Scott Cooper of Hostels and Out of the Okay, Furs. yeah. Carrie yeah. Russell stars, um, and well, who knows what happens? It yeah. looks dark produced, and demented. Produced the, by Guillermo del Toro. What's yes. the plot? Um, little boy basically lives with parents who are really crazy, or little boy is crazy, killed his parents, and is feeding a demon yeah. underneath his house. We're really not sure, but the trailer wow. looks very creepy, and uh, it looks very interesting. Scott Cooper. That's mm-hmm. an interesting turn. Yeah. 
He's and done some dark stuff before, but like right. it's all there. It's yeah. simmering under. Um, but the lighthouse is the um, film with Robert Pattinson and uh, the guy William Defoe. William Defoe. Thank oh, you. Oh, I'll check it out then. Absolutely. Tenets Pattinson. Um, <laughs> Sixteen by eight aspect ratio, black and white from a twenty-four. Okay, actually, I have I have heard about this yes. one before. I just kind of slipped my mind. With Watch it. the trailer. Yeah, it's great. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. So, Willem Dafoe coming off of, uh, I mean, he's had something since Florida Project, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, which, which he, he did. He got nominated yep. for. Yeah. So but, this, I mean, this could be three straight years yeah. for Dafoe. I don't know if he'd go supporting as well. I don't know what the, you know, how the you know, how all that stuff will play out for this movie. But um, I all I would say Antlers is probably the one of those that was not close to my list. Marriage Story was my number thirteen, so it did make my top fifteen. Um, even though I forgot about it after the fact, and I saw. Josh's list is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I need to include that. Um, and Lighthouse just looks so strange and weird that I'm like, I'm going to see this. But if, as of right now, it's not one of the 15 movies, I'm like, I have to see this fall. So, Fair enough. This is my number eight. Right. The the, the one for me, um, I'll talk about um, 1917, movie from Sam Raimi, um, who's yeah, dr- or Sam, Sam Mendes. Mendes yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that would be an interesting <laughs> turn for Raimi as well, making a war movie um, shot by Roger Deakins with the rumors of it all being one take, which I don't know how that's possible. But if that's the case, wow. If it's in, a one take for movie, a I would put it I would move it up to my top five. I'm just a sucker for one takes. I think yeah. we all are. I mean, it's your number nine. So it's like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's closer there for me. I mean, it is my number 14, mm-hmm. um, but it's still it looks interesting. And I, I'm a I'm a sucker for a good war movie as well. I really love the 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 dread and suspense that can come from that and the, the survivor nature, finding yourself, all that kind of stuff. So um, it looks like that will deliver with 1917. So I'm excited for it. You got Cumberbatch too. Cumberbatch, you know? Colin Firth, I believe is in there Richard as well. Richard Madden's in there. Really? Yeah. I don't know that one. Or maybe I did. There was like, there's like, an, yeah, this, the cast of this is stacked. It was like, oh. Six people right off the bat. We tweeted it out. Got some and it's a, it got a lot. It's of World War One, isn't it? Yes. So that means. I mean, we haven't seen too many World War One mm-hmm. movies. So I will. That's gonna be a nice. You know. I have, I've just not really paid attention to this, but if it is truly a one take and it truly yeah. uses that to its advantage to really make you feel the constant aggressive, mm-hmm. um, unrelenting force yeah. that is you know World War One trench battling and warfare like power to it i can't I wait i mean i just picture like the revenants one take shot like yeah. the battle sequence Oof. at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. if, if 1917's like that you know top five easy you know it's great Bring it on yeah uh anything any thoughts about the irishman colon i mean you did have a seven um, yeah see i don't i don't know too much about it i've watched the trailer like one time it's just mm-hmm. martin sorsese that's really all i'm basing it on i mean the cast is great too you got al pacino who's kind of making a comeback a little bit mm-hmm. uh robert de niro i mean jesse Plemons too he's, he's joe a good pesci guy. the return I just, oh yeah joe pesci too i mean i love him from home alone <laughs> but <laughs> good fellas he's good you know but My uh cousin Vinny, no yeah no man. uh like as far as uh what was i gonna say oh jesse Plemons actually just finished watching i don't know have you seen fargo no but okay on the jesse Plemons front real quick he's also an antlers that's what so, i was oh, forgetting gotcha. i was forgetting a name thank you kind of on jesse Plemons's train a little bit after mm-hmm. i mean season two of fargo came out a while back but i'm finally getting around to it and i thought was really impressed by him in it so yeah he's also great in game night if you haven't seen game night oh, yeah that's that's probably my favorite role of his, go check it out the... phenomenal in game <laughs> yeah. night uh yeah irishman was a as a, was at 15 for me and it was honestly a difficult movie to even include to make that spot but i was like it's scorsese i have to include it just because of that so that's why it's 15 for me. It was not on your list, Josh. So I understand your sh- struggle, not no, that much excitement for it. It's just like they're parading it around like it's the best thing ever. And I don't know if anyone's seen it yet. Like the hype has. for it is real. Is it premiering at a, like a festival? It's ble- yeah. New York Film Festival, yeah. So it'll, when's that going to be? Uh, like a month. Yeah, a month or so. Okay. And it's just like, all right, if we're already going to – but someone was hailing it as like the, a work of masters. And I was like, okay, this is – like expectations I mean, it's are possible. too high. If you're going to – you know, hype yourself. I'm just going to go ahead and not even. Bother. I'm a yeah. sucker for the hype train, though. That's See, why it's. And I am not a sucker for <laughs> mob movies. I, I, I can never really get into them. I can admire the greatness of a lot oh, of them. A gangster film. Or a gangster film. I thought yeah. you meant like mob mentality. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> if everybody's liking it, I have to go against the grain. Uh, gotcha. No. They all kind of feel similar in a way. Right. I get that. So it's yeah. like, I'm, I, I'm hoping for the best with Scorsese, but uh, yeah, at the moment, it's like, 
I'm obviously going to watch it, but it's like, eh, we'll I'll, I'll get around to it. We'll see that de-aging tech gets them too. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, and like, I thought that was the big hook of the movie. And it's like, we de-aged De Niro down like a decade. And it's like, oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, why can't De Niro just do it the way he's doing right. it? Right. You know I don't I mean? know. It's, it's, 10 it's, years, is it really going to be a little. Seemed, yeah, it seemed a little extra. You got some makeup. Go for it. Um, so next up at our number nine is uh, add, add uh, sorry, number 10. I skipped over. There we go. <laughs> our number 10 is Dr. Sleep, uh, the new sequel to The Shining, directed by Mike Flanagan, starring Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, it's got a really great cast, really good creepy trailer. I had it at number 10. Colin, you had it at number 5. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, not on Josh's list. You but didn't have it on your list? Listen, King Adaptions, yeah. Yeah. But this one, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, not sold on it. I'm not feeling I don't huh. feel The Shining. I, don't, this I gotcha. One, hmm. I, the Shining is to me is one of the best horror movies of all time. So, um, just see, I mean, the Ferg, you know, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on that train after Mission Impossible last year. I mean, you got and then Ewan McGregor, which come speaking about Fargo, I just finished season three of Fargo and he was in that <laughs> and it was great. So, I mean, he's in there twice if I understand right. He is. He plays. He plays brothers. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just. I know nothing about this movie other than that it's supposed to be a continuation of The Shining. Um, the trailer looked good to me. Uh, and then you got Ewan McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson. And I know Mike Flanagan is uh, responsible for some pretty creepy stuff. Um, I, the well-received Haunting of Hill House. I watched the first episode. Too scary for me. I just stopped after that. Uh, Keep I'm, going. I'm, yeah, I might I might go back to it eventually, but it was just... I. <laughs> yeah, I had trouble sleeping with that first episode. So, oh, like, that's yeah. um, go to Gerald's game or oh, oh yeah, that's what that's I do really want to see that. There one. There you go. Yeah. Those are those are low those are lower key, um, but you will you'll love it. That one has one of the nastiest sequences I think I've ever seen Which on one? film. But it's lower key. <laughs> yeah, Gerald's game. It's not like a oh. oh this is terrifying. It's more like oh. I'm watching this. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he knows he knows how to do creepy, and I think he's the perfect choice to continue the Shining story. I don't want to like. I know it's going to be scary, but I'm still, I still am excited about it. You know? Yeah. Here, here. One hundred percent with you on that one. I should stop saying that I'm not into horror movies, though, because <laughs> you know I got some spoilers. Two of them are my top five here, so. <laughs> Let's say you're my only refuge for horror, films, you know, horror films yeah. like the only relief. Cooper sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. yeah. I mean, I have Doctor Sleep. I mean, I have more horror movies. Me and Colin have more horror movies in our top ten than you do. What? Which is insane. That has to be like by one then, maybe. Uh, no, I don't think so. Unless I'm missing something. Um, but uh, I guess it depends on what you classify as a horror movie. Maybe. But uh, let's move on to our number nine, and not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Ad Astra. Uh, me and Colin. In the same boat here, number twelve. But mm. Josh is your number six. Yeah, I know you really love this director and Brad Pitt and Space, and you're just ready for this one. Yeah, seems. I mean, like James. I mean, James Gray is. I wouldn't say I love him, okay? but you were raving about Lost Lost City of I Z. Lost love City Lost of Gold, City of Z. Whatever it's called. I think it is. It's a demythalization. Of number one, it's a true story, but it's a demythalization of like adventuring, colonial, like and Indiana Jones things. There's there's two different ones. There's this, then there's Indiana Jones. Love Indiana Jones to death. This one, love to death too, because it just does so much. And then it's Charlie Hunnam, and I am all about Tom Charlie Holland's Hunnam and too. Tom Holland for like yeah. ten minutes or yeah, something like that to stand up and then go die and with a mustache in the woods <laughs> or something like that. Does he die? Um, yeah. I don't remember. Oh well, it's it's unknown or whatever. Is he like, is he like left there or something? Yeah. I really don't remember a lot about the no, movie. That's they, like towards the ending, isn't we it? We don't know yeah. what happened yeah. to Spoilers, kind of I guess. Right, yeah. Liv Tyler, Tommy Lee Jones. And it, oh, okay. Well, anyway, Ad Astra, Liv Tyler, Tommy Lee Jones, Brad Pitt. Everything about this movie's marketing is awful, except the posters. And that's why I think it's going to be something just crazy and um, thought-provoking and weird, but also adventurous. And that's why I'm here for it. And I cannot wait to get at it. Like in just a few months, actually, uh, September 20th. So yeah, yeah, bring it all on, please. I'm actually not into, yeah, I'm not into the marketing either. That's why I think it's so low to me. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I really love space movies. It seems like we get a good one every year and this seems like it's going to be this year's space movie. If I'm (laughs) not mistaken, (laughs) I might be missing something. It's the 2019 good space movie. Yeah, exactly. It's got that mystery vibe that we're going to get some more, 
that's going to be like revealed, which is kind of, I think that's probably why you have that higher, mm-hmm. right? Which is what you just kind of said. But mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how Interstellar was before it came out for me. I mean, I was just hyped for that because it was Nolan. But um, like to have a space movie like that, you know, the possibilities are limitless with what you can do with like, you know, mystery box type stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I love your, I do appreciate the Interstellar comparison because you know who the cinematographer is on this film? The, is it Hoyt? Yeah. Wow. Always, always really? doing yeah, and that's why it, it's really him stepping out of the box in a lot of ways too because we're actually getting these much richer, darker, vivid images from him and that's just another reason like I'm really stoked mm-hmm. for it. I, I, I'm in the same boat I think as, I guess we're all in agreement about the marketing being kind of lackluster, but the thing that I always, that always catches my eye is the visuals. So like, Hoyt being the cinematographer makes sense. It's a great shot in the marketing, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it it looks great. It looks like it has decent action, which I'm kind of surprised by. I didn't think James Gray oh, yeah, like make a space action space movie. They're like shooting yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah they're like on a space, interesting. space so, race. Again, that's something like we haven't moon. really gotten in a yeah. long time. So and yeah, I think there's also ever. there's definitely <laughs> a mystery aspect of that of this movie, which I am very interested to find out. And also, I'm just rooting for this movie because it is one of the first like artistic mid-budget movies from Fox Searchlight in the aftermath of the Disney purchase and this movie and one other we'll talk about later. Spoiler alert. Um, need to perform well so that way Disney lets them keep making these movies. So I'm rooting for this movie as well um, as anticipating it. So uh, we'll move on to our number eight, which is our first comic book movie, if you can call it that, of this uh, mention. I think it's our only one as well because I don't think there's any other ones coming out this year. That is the... Not the Joker, just Joker. Drop the, it's cleaner. Um, I actually have it the highest of anybody here. I have it at seven. Hmm. Josh, or Colin had it at eight. Josh had it at 14. So it just barely made his top 15. Um, and this one is in that very strange category where I'm anticipating seeing it so I know what it is. And then hopefully the discourse around it is not terrible. Yeah. That is what I'm looking forward to more is like seeing it and then the aftermath of it all. Um, but I also think that like Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's going to give an, a great performance and it sounds like from the people who may or may, may have seen it or just maybe just hyping up the thing because they they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like he is like the crown jewel of this movie. Um, I'm fascinated by the story, where they could go, where there's rumors that they will go, how that will play out how people receive the news, and uh, I'm just very interested to see how this all goes down. So that's why Joker is uh, my number seven. Yeah, like I like I dropped it to 14. I put it in at 14 because I'm like, I want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a DC film, but it's really cut in the style of something like what we were talking about earlier, like Scorsese would do. He's a producer on this movie. Well, like, his production company's a producer. He his, is not. Okay, his production company is a producer. Like, it's got a gangster vibe to it and everything else around it does that but beyond that it's what we'll see yeah it is it is a mystery um but yeah joaquin joe queen however you say his name (laughs) phoenix uh he he just looks like he's you know destined for at least a nomination here i think based on the trailer um the the biggest thing that actually excites me is the uh there's not there's not any constraints that we know of tying it into something larger you mm-hmm. know it's going to be it, it from the looks of it it's going to be its own standalone thing um and i hope it sticks to that because yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know there's been like because they're doing the press junkets now for it there's been the inevitable questions of hey We're todd phillips s- would you guys yeah. do a sequel and he's like i mean I, I maybe if like it performs really well <laughs> and like they want us to but i'm like i don't not having seen the movie it's like i don't really want to see another <laughs> joker standalone mm-hmm. movie like I like the mystery around this character, not the let's get into yeah. his backstory. The and thing that everything. worries me a little bit about this is that it also looks like it could fall into a lot of cliches that we're used to seeing from like other mob type movies mm-hmm. that we mentioned. But like, it just looks like it could be not as original as we think it's going to be. But that's really, I don't know that that might just be a concern I have. But no, I think I think that's yeah. valid. Um, let's jump into our number seven, which is. One of the strangest placements of this list for two reasons. Me and Colton have this movie incredibly high. Josh does not have this movie on his list because it comes out in like a week. And so he oh. he says the hype is dead <laughs> for <laughs> It Chapter 2. And so it's not on his list. It's my number three. It's Colton's number two. 
It comes in here at seven because Josh eliminated from his list because he's just like, hey, it's it's so soon. My anticipation is gone. Yeah, and it's kind of how I felt. But then also, like, if I if I did put it on my list, it absolutely would not have been higher than number nine. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, that's still granted. Would have probably bumped it up into our top uh, five. Top five, maybe okay. like top. You kind of okay, know where enough. the story's going, though. I, I mean, like I've read, I've read it, yeah, the book, see. and like, but like also, like it's yeah, it's 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 right around the corner. But I'm 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 looking. I've been looking beyond it. Yeah. for a while now, and it's just sort of like, oh, that's the inevitable thing that's coming up. Mm-hmm. The first the first chapter was a brilliant gem after thinking and feeling like it was going to be a disaster after all of the switching and the, the director departures and all that jazz around mm-hmm. its initial um, bringing. And so this time around, Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain, and um, Dr. James McAvoy. Mag- McAvoy, thank you. Doctor. <laughs> I was trying to think of Charles Xavier, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Professor X. And, and so like all of that like did hype me up, but that was like a year and a half ago, two years <laughs> ago. And now I'm just like, okay let's you're ready to see it let's end this thing you know and so yeah that's where i am i think i think that's totally fair because like i guess if like you had if like i was forced back are you really that that excited for each other like i mean it's not like i have that much anticipation because it is right around the corner but like it was one of my most anticipated movies headed into the year nothing has happened to change that in my mind so like the trailers have really enhanced it right like it's like it, those, it has to so. it, it still has to be high just I'm like i am excited to see it and i think it looks really qual. i think it looks at a high quality and hopefully maintains the yeah this is scary but it's also got a heart and a good story and good performances and uh yeah you've mentioned the ha- the new cast that is playing the adult versions of these characters and uh, I can't. I can't wait to see what uh, Andy Muschietti does next with this. Yeah, I'm also happy they're bringing back the original like kid cast too. So mm-hmm. that that was encouraging to hear. Um, yeah, I just I really have no idea what they're going to do with it because I haven't seen the original with Tim Curry. I haven't read the book. So yeah, I'm just really excited to see how it ends and everything. Um, three hours long. I mean, it, it's got to be good with a runtime like that or. I don't know. It could go one or two ways. It, it could just drag on. It really um, hit better. <laughs> yeah, you got a uh, you got the Bill Hader hype building up too with some of the mm-hmm. early reactions. So I'm interested here to see like what he actually has to do since uh, isn't Finn his like younger version? Yes. Yeah, like he was just kind of like the jokester in the first one. Mm-hmm. So like I'm interested to see like what he does in this one as a character to, you know deserve that praise i guess right. <laughs> for his character i mean i'm a huge bill hater fan but i'm just excited to see where they go with that and yeah i mean the imagery and the trailers just looks creepy too mm-hmm. especially yeah. the i think i think uh one of my favorite shots in the trailer is like the uh the flood where they're in the water and then you just kind of like slowly see him oh in the yeah distance. i like that shot uh but yeah it looks like they're gonna have a lot of fun with like the mirror mm-hmm. hallways and stuff like a lot of uh, a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. So. Uh, so let's jump into our number six. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, Colton and Josh are in agreement with this. Number ten. I have it slightly higher. Number five. Um, because uh, it's it's probably partially because of the doc that came out last year, and I was like, so good. Whoa, that one was so special. And now to see Tom Hanks take on the role <laughs> of Mister Rogers, like that's just incredible. And but then you see the first trailer and the images, like. This is uncanny. He was born to play this role. He's got the mannerisms, the voice, everything down, but also the the basis of the story of him talking with a reporter who has his own broken life, and now Mr. Rogers is going to like try to repair him and fi- help his life out. Like that just seems like a script written to make you like emotional. And so, mm-hmm. with Hanks at top of his game, hopefully, um, and the director of uh, Can You Forgive Me behind the camera on this one it's got a great team in front and behind so i just uh i I cannot wait to see this one yeah i think it's good it's going to be great like you hit on the thing tom hanks like in public consciousness but just like in every role that he does in a lot of ways imbues himself with like some kind of warmth and here it's just like he gets to be what we see in our heads and i think that's perfect but also um it's mr rogers getting to like we're going to see like an actual manifestation of like his, what he does 
his effect on other people. The doc didn't get to do that, mm. but I still think the doc was better because it let Mr. Rogers speak for himself mm-hmm. versus this. And right. so I've got a little bit lower. That's fair. I, yeah. I think the reason I have it lower is just like, it feels like won't you be my neighbor just came out and I don't, I don't think that should be a hindrance on the movie, but it just feels like too soon after that. And that's kind of why it's a little lower for me. But I mean, just seeing Tom Hanks in the first trailer, all the mannerisms he has down like perfectly. It's just, it, yeah, like you said, it feels like he was born to play this, but at the same time, we're, I feel like we say that about every <laughs> Tom Hanks role that he, that he takes on. So yeah, can't wait for it. Uh, so let's jump into our number five. Then the first one in our top five is the report comes in. Ooh. Uh, Colin has Lois at 13. Uh, I have it at six. Josh, you're number three. So yes. why don't you run with your your love of All Adam right. Driver? All right. I think I – oh, did I talk about this earlier? Uh, you. I think I believe you mentioned – We mentioned you mentioned it in the main show uh, as part of Take It or Skip It. Yes, so yes, yes. Your yes, hype has yes. already been teased a little bit, but now <laughs> it is quantified as your number three for the rest of the year. All right. Listen, my Adam love for Adam Driver is well documented. Like I, I believe, I hope so at this point. But I have I'm of two minds on this thing. Um, number one, I love Zero Dark Thirty. Number two, I love um, revisionist history in a little bit of ways. And this is what the report is going to do for it, like it's going to be in conversation with Zero Dark Thirty in a lot of ways. But Adam Driver's at the center of it, and he is I, he's just the most interesting actor we have and he's not alone in this movie he's going to be paired opposite with john ham and like they're going to go back and forth at it cory stole is making like mm-hmm. a like a really like suit and tie i know better than you appearance and i'm Isn't that what he always does yeah that's what he always <laughs> does matthew rise is also in there as well um so we're gonna be like get to see him jump over from um can you or can you be my neighbor beautiful day oh, in yeah. the neighborhood and but the point is it's going to be a office room drama of Adam Driver yelling and saying things emphatically about things that really matter. And that's that's really where I am with it. It's, it's, it's finally a movie with him at the center where he's going to get to act. Patterson was that same movie, but it was just so was too slow low key. and low-key yeah. that no one's going to give mm-hmm. him an Oscar for that, even though it was worthy of a nomination. Mm-hmm. And so this is... This is going to hit the sweet spot of history, Adam Driver, and political drama for me. And you believe it is going to be his Oscar it, it, winner, it'll, Oscar it'll be, nominee? Yeah, he's going to win the Oscar for it. I mean, I would love oh. that. I think his. I think he looks great in the movie, and the movie itself looks fantastic. I, again, we talked about this um, on the main show um, since the t- trailer just dropped for it. But uh, I mean, yeah, this it has a great actor that I really like. It has uh, the journalism, you know, uncovering the truth story that I, I am always drawn to. I'm like, okay, I, I love that approach to this. And so if they can all come together and with a end of the year release date, it's just like, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of confidence in this movie and it got great reviews out of festivals early on. So um, I really just have a lot of confidence in the movie, but also just like even if there was no, you know, reports on like, how good it was. I was still like, wait, Adam driver. And I'd st- I'd seen this trailer. Okay. That's a movie I really want to see. So, uh, yeah, it's my number six. Yeah. I didn't even know this movie existed until I, uh, was scrolling through Twitter one day and I caught friends and films, uh, oh. tweet about this movie with the trailer drop. And, uh, so yeah, that's a plug for you guys. Uh, thank but, you. Uh, <laughs> Follow us at friends and film. <laughs> but, uh, I mean like that was good enough right there to put it in my top 15. I have it at 13. Um, I just, feel like i haven't had enough time to really build up pipe for it mm-hmm. but that being said like i i mimic everything you guys just said about him i think adam driver i don't know if he's gonna win because i feel like it's too early to tell but i mean like i wouldn't i don't not gonna call you crazy for saying that i think he's definitely getting a nomination because it's that type of movie with that type of platform for an actor to succeed so mm-hmm. it's got everything you could want and uh, mm-hmm. i think you could say the same thing about our number four i don't know if it'll get acting nominations but I think there's uh, maybe screenplay nominations in the works uh, for this movie. Maybe a best director if all things go according to plan. That being Jojo Rabbit, the new Taika Waititi movie, uh, where he plays Hitler. Uh, it is it, it is a wild, wild premise of a movie. Uh, has a, him playing Hitler. Has Scarlett Johansson um, playing the mother of a uh, German boy who is helping hide 
a Jewish person in their house during Hitler's reign. And it is just sounds over the top, but also the potential to be like topical and heartwarming and like meaningful. And it's like, that's the, the best combination I think of Taika is when he can deliver the humor. But as like in like hunt for the wilder people, he can also like give you meaning and substance to the story. And if he can do that with Jojo rabbit while just loading it with a satirical comedy and his overweight Hitler impersonation. Uh, I mean, uh, this is going to be something else. It really is. Um, this is, yeah. Like I, I cannot say enough, like how just wild this idea is. And to see it kind of like fully play out is going to be amazing. Um, like he's also, it's got, uh, like you said, Tycho, Scar Joe, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, um, Alfie Allen, Stephen Merchant is going to show up in here too. And so we are primed for something just nuts. And when you watch that trailer and you hear Taika Waititi approach um, uh, Roman Griffin Davis, who's playing the little boy, who's going to be, you know, see, like, you know, see Hitler. Mm-hmm. Taika just reproaching with his, um, his, you know, New Zealandy accent and just like saying, oh, it's your old buddy Hitler. And it's like, <laughs> this is, I can't believe what I'm watching, but please bring it on. <laughs> yeah, just the kid having an imaginary friend be Hitler. It's just, it's so edgy. Um, but yeah, it just, it looks like it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I understand obviously why, you know, there was reports a couple weeks ago that, you know, this movie was screened for Disney execs and one particular Disney executive was like balking out the screen of like, what we're released this movie. Granted it was a Fox movie. It's a Fox searchlight movie. And so they're more than welcome to make these movies and have done that for years and have won a lot of Oscars for doing so. Um, but also like, there's no need to worry. This movie is not being changed because of that one Disney executive, you know, Taika just got another Fox or Trek movie and he's directing another Marvel movie. So he's like, they're not tampering with Taika. Um, and I think if Joe Rabbit is his complete unfiltered uh, take on all of this, like we're in for one of the most unique uh, movies, I think of the year. So um, jumping into our number three, it is another Fox searchlight movie, um, which is very high on the list for all of us. That being Ford v. Ferrari. It's all in our top tens. Me and Colton both have it at four. Josh has it at nine. This is directed by James Mangold. Stars Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Noah Jupe. Um, as the the arms race, I guess you could say, for cars takes off um, between Ford and Ferrari, if that wasn't clear by the title. And that first trailer uh, is just it's one of mes- it's just mesmerizing. Yeah. Every time, like, whoa. I'm just locked in. Rush. Came out in 2013, one of my favorite movies of that year, directed by Ron Howard, starring Chris Hemsworth. It's incredible, and I'm hoping for that same sort of vibe, but more like inside baseball for cars and like yeah. the the race to you know get make the fastest one. And um, I think that Matt Damon and Christian Bale both look fantastic. John Bernthal is also in this. I almost forgot about that. And uh, if he's in a movie, it's almost guaranteed to be good. Like just look at his track record yeah. uh, recently. So. Uh, I am so excited for James 4v4. James Mangold, his follow-up to Logan. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, a huge Christian Bale fan. He you looks, are? Yes. <laughs> He's primed for another Oscar here as well. A win or a nom? Or both? At least a nom. I, I, I don't want to say a win at this point. I mean, Adam Driver's taking the win, so <laughs> I can't say that about Christian Bale. But, I mean, he's definitely getting a nom. Um, just, I mean, like, I'm not a car person at all, but the trailer makes me want to watch this opening night, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's a testament to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Like, it's just this. It looks like a love letter to American muscle, mm-hmm. and like I am all about that. But also, it's doing it in like the the the, the fast paced way that you wouldn't expect from Soderbergh in Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Twelve or Thirteen. You know, like it's got that kind of rhythm to it mm-hmm. before you get even to the vehicles just out there on the track um drifting and sliding and you know have christian bale behind the wheel and all of those i think are gonna make a great concoction yeah so that brings us into our number two movie of the year <sighs> what a movie it's gonna be knives out it's one of those two yeah it, it's it, it's all in our top three it's colton's three my two josh you're number one i mean it was my two until right before I sent it to you. Oh, really? So yeah. you just swapped it out with it? Because okay. I was just I was just thinking like, what am 
I'm more curious to see. I don't know. I, I it'll change. I I think <laughs> Knives Out is actually going to end up being a better movie. Granted, I don't but, think it'll. I mean, even if you had it too, it wouldn't have changed its stand. It still would have been our second movie okay. um, here. So there's no no need to worry or you know, mm-hmm. can't fall asleep tonight because you're just worried. Oh, it could have been our number one, maybe yep. if I would have <laughs> bumped it up a little bit. I mean, if you bumped it Thank up to your number one, it would have been a tie, and so we would have you know mm-hmm. had to had to figure out. Actually, no, I would be wrong. It would have bumped it up to its number one. So. Yep. Um, yeah, Knives Out, Josh, your number one movie. Yeah, like, listen, I uh, there's three reasons why this is the most anticipated. Number one, you look at the cast and you are, you just kind of faint when you think all of these people are going to be in a movie together. Um, you start with Chris Evans and Daniel Craig, Lakeith Stanfield. You go to Michael Shannon. You get to Jamie Lee Curtis, Anna Day Armas, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Catherine Langford, um, Jaden um, Lieberman, but now going yeah, by... Yeah. going by. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> it. I want to say Wallen. Um, Ricky Leanham, Noah Sagan, of course, a staple. Frank Oz is making an appearance yeah, in that, that, some that's, Yeah, that's way? rumored. Um, sorry, no spoilers, whatever. Oh, but anyway, the point is, though, then you get down to it's Murder Mystery. I love those. They're my fave. That's why Kenneth Bronner's, you know, very average Murder on the Orient Express. Loved it. But also, Ryan Johnson's coming back. Like, he's returning with a writing and directing credit. And I think it's going to be nuts. I think that he learned so much doing The Last Jedi that it's going to be a gleeful madhouse where it's it's metatextual and the knives out and the people being stabbed or the haters and when and when Chris <laughs> Evans tells people to get lost like that's what he's really going like that's Johnson's commentary <laughs> on people who hate him and, that, and, that, and he's doing it through this dysfunctional family um, and the but, cast too just being like hey. <laughs> Am I really that bad? Like, the <laughs> cast I just assembled. They all want to work with me. Come on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but Tony Collette, though, I'm really excited just to see her like yeah. with Ryan Johnson dialogue in action and movie and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for Ana de Armas uh, coming off of Blade Runner. Just I want to see her in more stuff. Um, also, Lakeith, love that guy. Yes. Can't wait to. Uh, I'm happy to see his career like you know progressing even more. It looks like he's one of the lead. I mean, it's hard to say who the lead is and right. maybe Daniel Craig, but. But Lakeith he but looks he's, like he's got a very prominent role. Right. So, yeah, and just it looks like it's you know got that classic uh, dry humor to it mm-hmm. as well. So, and Craig yeah. looks like he just absolutely has no clue what. Yeah, he's <laughs> yes. This entire I have a limited time. to no suspect. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, it's like one of the best of the year. Oh, you know? absolutely! I mean, it's the trailer. I was like, oh, if this is Chris Evans post MCU, <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> and that, what's great about him too is he's playing just completely against type oh, exactly. of what everyone sees it's, him as. So. It, it is brilliant, and it, he looks like he is just having the time of his yeah. life in this movie. And again, testament to Ryan Johnson, great director, director of great Star Wars movie as well as great movies before that. Um, you want more Ryan Johnson stuff? He just did a podcast with Joe Gordon Levitt, which is great. Um, so check that out. But uh, yeah, I mean, Knives Out. Yeah, that, you guys paid which covered it all. The trailer, the cast. Johnson directing it. Uh, it can't get here soon enough, and I don't want to know anything else about it. But at the same time, I want to know everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see another trailer. No, but I, we're gonna get one. Yeah, and I'm sure we will. Uh, I think it's uh, again my our expectations may be too high, but then again, I don't think Ryan Johnson's gonna let us down too <laughs> much, if anything. I don't think so. So no. uh, that brings us to our number one movie, the follow up to a Ryan Johnson movie, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is our number one movie. It was mine and Colton's number one. Josh at number two, just behind Knives Out, which is totally fair and reasonable. But uh, as of our recording this, we have not yet seen the behind-the-scenes real footage that is going to be uh, that supposedly released tomorrow, yeah. uh, was released on Monday. Uh, um, so we have not seen that, but the stuff that me and Colton have heard that appeared in that is very exciting. Josh is staying free to see that uh, firsthand, which I totally applaud him for because it sounds awesome. And, uh, but even beyond those tidbits, like it's just a new star Wars movie and it's directed by JJ Abrams. who's was a great choice to close this out and we're bringing Palpatine back. And like, how's that going to work? There's just so many, I have so many questions about this movie. I have so many, uh, but I'm just like, I'm just, excited to find out what's in store with this cast with daisy with uh oscar with john like i'm you know first name basis because we're bffs basically Mm -hmm. um but like i mean and adam driver again who is just having gonna have a heck of a fall um and yeah i mean he really is everything about this i i don't i don't know what is there anything about this that you're like eh? that gives me 
pause for concern. I only my only concern about this movie is just how it works in conversation with the Last Jedi. Okay, that's my only thing. Like I don't yeah. believe anyone there. I don't believe JJ or Kathleen is reactionary, mm-hmm. but there are murmurings that maybe they were. Maybe, or maybe it was in the cards right. the whole time. I don't know. Like, you, you don't know the picture until you see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's my only concern. Yeah. But same. everything beyond that, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't want them to retcon anything. Right. So. But then again, like, you you don't know what retconning isn't possible when you don't know the whole picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, when, no, when they haven't actually walked away from this thing and said, oh, we're done. Right. Like, Ryan could have set up anything in 8, and just like how he was like, you guys want to know who Snoke was? Nah dead <laughs> you want to know who his parents were Nah, doesn't really matter right. uh, you want to know about the night's nice run nah, not even in this movie uh <laughs> you know jj hopefully and that he's said this again we don't know how truthful he is he could just be trying to do good spin could be like hey we're all on the same team me and ryan um but like i, I do believe him when he says like i watched the last jedi and it was like that movie pushed me to be more daring mm-hmm. with nine than i would have otherwise done it and so it's like if that's the case and we're getting these surprising turns um, that is what I'm just like, okay, I cannot wait to see what those are, how they're executed. And again, no matter what the answers to all these questions are, there's a way for them all to be done in a satisfying way that makes sense. It doesn't, you know, take back what happened in eight or seven or any of the other previous Star Wars movies. And, uh, I just, I cannot wait to see how this movie ends this trilogy, but also the entire Skywalker saga. It's the, it's the yeah. ninth and final chapter. And, I think we're gonna get some pretty cool callbacks. Yeah, you have all. you hear rumblings too with the cast talking, mostly John Boyega about, <laughs> um, you know how it's gonna end. Uh-huh. And I mean, there's there's the reports of you know uh, Kevin Smith on set being like, right. you're gonna want to be in theaters <laughs> for this." Which you know? we talked about. It's like, yeah. it's gonna blow your mind. It's you don't want to be spoiled. It's like, I mean, yeah. okay, what's so crazy about the final shot of the movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Other than it's just like, stuff like that. It, it makes your mind think like, oh, what could it be? You know, how is it gonna like? you know, tie in every single episodic uh-huh. movie together. That's just, that's the most exciting yeah, thing about it. But speaking it. of every episodic movie ever, Billy Dee Williams is back in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course. How do we forget that, you know? You know, Jeez. Ian McDermott, like, you know, but also we got newcomers, Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant are jumping in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the new footage hasn't shown us Matt Smith. It is not. He ha- he wasn't even part of the cast who was oh, there. Oh, interesting. He is still mm-hmm. noticeably missing. So is, I mean, Dominic Monaghan is... Conf- been confirmed on the cast list. He's yeah. also we've, been very open about the fact he's in the movie. We've seen a, a still of him running around of him in resistance clothes. Uh, we've seen there's been leaked like concept art he was in it <laughs> uh, that he is. Oh. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. But then the also deal is. though, like really quick, Carrie, the last right footage mm. we're ever gonna see from her. Like mm. everything else has been used and canned and thrown away, and JJ is promising that like what we're going to see is perfect and yep i i really can't wait for that yeah i mean just trying to f- again yeah seeing how he pulls that off of reusing footage he cut from seven and maybe some stuff that was cut from eight to close out her story as well as the larger skywalker saga that's um that's going to be interesting and we haven't even mentioned the fact that you know mark Hamill's back force ghost luke we presume oh yeah uh right. how is that going to play out how big of a role is he going to have there are so many questions that we still have to answer um we probably won't know anything else outside of that behind the scenes reel that dropped on monday um we'll obviously get a new trailer in like october probably based on the star wars model yeah and, probably monday night football release you know right and then we'll Mike get rico awkwardly the introducing yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh there's clone there's uh there's stormtroopers in my booth oh that's, <laughs> so, wait what this is this is this is just too weird disney stop <laughs> you don't need all this corporate synergy just drop it oh, um so yeah that, that's our number one movie star wars the rise of skywalker that's a movie that i am positive Friends and film will be talking about a lot in the coming months and the lead up to it and then in the aftermath of it because I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. Maybe Colton will be here to talk about the movie in spoiler-heavy fashion at the end of the year. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll even be a mega-sized episode with four people, five people. There's there's literally no (laughs) option. I mean, it's not a list, so I can't speak on that. You could that, list everything that you liked about it. Yeah, that said, I could <laughs> I could find a way to work around there we the go. list in there. So, <laughs> so anything's <laughs> open. So that 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 could be possible for the future of from the film for the future of our Star Wars episode nine discussion. But either way, it is our most anticipated movie of the rest of the year. Those are just our thoughts, though. Let us know what you guys thought about you know the movies you're most looking forward to 
tweet us at uh, friends of film on Twitter. But before we get out of here, real quick, um, there are some other movies that we each had that were not part of our consensus top fifteen list um, that I would want to call out real quick for anybody who you know missed out on talking about something they were really excited about. For me, the two big omissions uh, were Parasite, the new Bong Joon Ho movie, director Snowpiercer just dropped its first trailer and it looked oh this is like okay it looks like interesting and then like it looks like it takes a very sharp turn i've heard it's very surprising and shocking and bong joon ho kills it and i just can't wait to see whatever his new project but also at the very end of the year um there's this movie called just mercy that's coming out um it's currently scheduled for like january third release but it's going to get a limited release at the end of december to qualify for oscars it's directed by destin dana Critton, starring michael b jordan jamie oh. fox uh, brie larson um about michael b jordan playing a lawyer trying to overturn a, a, a wrongful conviction on jamie fox and get him out so it sounds fascinating dives into the judicial system uh misjustice all this kind of stuff and with the team behind it it just sounds like a perfect pairing that I'm hoping has Oscar, you know, nominations written all over it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I hadn't heard of any of those. Yeah, which so is it's, it's I, I'm That's hoping I like it's like a episode for <laughs> coming in for like you know the I don't know if it's playing at fall festivals. I'm hoping it is because that means it's great. Um, hope usually so. Hopefully we'll. I know they just they just they just start dropping uh, stills from the movie. Nice. So that hopefully means a trailer is right around the corner awesome. and we can all. See, hopefully that this movie's gonna be good. Fantastic. Um, I just want to talk about one real quick. Okay. Um, Little Women also like I'm anticipating that for a lot of reasons. Um, but anyway, beyond that though, I want to talk about Lucy in the Sky. It's Noah Hawley's next yeah. movie, starring um, Natalie Portman mm-hmm. with Dan Stevens, John Hamm, Nick Offerman, Zazie Beetz, um, someone else I'm forgetting that who also is really great and that we'll love and all that jazz. But it looks ultra intriguing. Um, like. It, it's going to be a psychedelic semi-thriller drama about what happens when uh, Lucy returns to Earth after like a mm-hmm. life-altering experience in space. And I am a thousand percent here for that. Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, Colton, any movies that we've not already gone over that were on your top 15? Um, well, I had Frozen 2 in there. Um, don't. I just, hey, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a Disney yeah, guy. I'm, so. sure, I'm sure it'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, Gemini Man um, could be good. Ang Lee. Uh, I th- the action looks cool, but the rest of it hasn't really sold me too much. Um, but I think it could be an entertaining movie, so I got it in there. It's like right at 14. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the Goldfinch in there. It has potential to uh, really surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what they're kind of they're hoping it's going to be. Right. But, um, I mean, the trailer didn't really impress me too much, but it looks like it has potential to be emotionally impactful. So mm-hmm. I got it in there at 15. And then, yeah, I mean, it was between that and Lucy in the Sky for me. So, yeah. yeah. Good call. Yeah, so uh, same sort of question I asked at the end of our uh, best of the year so far. As you look over the movies we've talked about for the coming fall season, um, your individual lists um, as well, um, where's your overall excitement for the rest of the year, the next, what, five months of 2019? Are you thrilled about these upcoming movies? You're just like, ah, there's some good ones. Yeah, and then there's others. I am thrilled. I mean, the the the, re- the, the conclusion of the reason this podcast is in existence is on the chopping block this fall, this mm-hmm. this Christmas. Um, I've got a it's a part of the section I've called the pile driver, where it's Adam Driver's, you know, filmography basically his <laughs> award season stuff all laid out right there. Um, but also films that were released earlier in the year that I have not gotten a chance to see yet are finally hitting theaters uh-huh. in like a very limited run space. So I'm also excited for like. All of that too. Right, like so we like, just got for the farewell. The farewell, which was a movie for everyone two and a half months ago, <laughs> right. like that is a part of my fall lineup, whether uh-huh. or not it's you know there or not. But the anticipation's dead now. Right. But so I'll, I'll, I'm going to go to what cry. It'll be a part of like you know my list, and you'll be like, well, where was that across all of that? <laughs> and I'll be like, it was the same place La La Land was. You know, like it wasn't going to get it until October or January of the next year. Um, so that's why, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited, too. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, like, thrilled, but I'm on the verge of thrilled. Because it's, like, a lot of these movies, like, you know, you'd be getting excited about, like, more independent movies. Like, mm-hmm. when, after you see them, you're like, oh, this, you know, saved the year. But, I mean, up in, up to this point, like, the, one I'm, the only one I'm really, like, can't wait for, like, losing sleep anticipation type is Star Wars. <laughs> you're losing sleep I know, I, you know, You know <laughs> I what know, I mean I know, I know. That, but. Uh, I, I, I would probably say I'm in like this similar boat with you, Colin, where it's like, 
Star Wars and Knives Out are yeah, knives head out and, and are head and shoulders above the rest. But then also like it too and Ford v Ferrari are like right there behind them. Like I really am excited about these ones. But then after that, it's like there's a lot of other good, interesting movies I'm looking forward to. Even those um, not mentioned here in this episode, there's other ones as well. But like, it, there's not a lot that are grabbing me. Them like oh, I am dying to see this one. Other than like mm-hmm. our, my top four, basically. And I think this kind of stems from like the rest of the year too that's come before. It's just kind of like felt kind of Mia so yeah. far. So I feel like I, I kind of have that mindset going into the fall. I don't, I wish I wouldn't, but that's kind of where like, uh, it, ha- it hasn't yeah. been a great year. Yeah. And, you know, I hope it turns it around. Yeah. yeah. I live for these kind of movies that we're kind of <laughs> right. getting into the weird ones. We're like, what's going on here? The ones yeah. that, the ones that breathe their, their life from, uh, September to the end of February. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are the movies that like, Mm-hmm. I oh, I, I'm totally enjoy. there too for you. They're well. my respirator, right? Like it's, it's. I always, you know, I, yeah, like yeah. The report wasn't a movie in my top probably thirty because mm-hmm. I didn't even wasn't on my radar at the beginning of the year. But now it's like after the summer season and everything, I'm ready for the the breakaway from blockbusters because that's why we have mm-hmm. what two the rest of the year. Star Wars and it. Yeah, yeah that's is about there? It. I mean, unless you count Joker as one. Yeah, I would. Uh, we could do like a search though on like the past years, like what our top ten are of the year, and I guarantee you, like the majority of them are going to be fall movies. Oh right, you know, like, so. especially I mean, I don't, yeah, top ten. Eh, it's just I don't know. Uh, it's just but, stuff we don't really know too much about, and then it's not it's not like a blockbuster movie, mm-hmm. but it's going to you know grab us. Right, I'd say like my like my, my top fifteen, top twenty at the end of the at the end of the year is consistently filled with I didn't even know this movie was mm-hmm. coming, or if I did, it was like. Eh, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm no. not like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then right. it turns out it is. The so, eighth grade train for you last exactly. year. Exactly. The eighth grade, um, the big sick, which wasn't a fall release, but you know there are always those big surprises. And hopefully this fall can deliver a bunch of those. Um, that's all we have, again, for this. Let us know what you guys thought about it between us after the film. You can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. You can follow me at Believe in Blue 88. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review with comments. That's why you listen to the show. And thanks again for tuning in to the Film Film Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. Colton. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll be back next week with more episodes. Bye.